Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. We'll get into tonight's story in a minute, but first let's listen to this. Traveling, gardening, painting pictures, hobby shop. What are you doing, McGee? I'm making a list of things folks like to do when they retire. (laughs) Well, add sitting to that list, will you? (laughs) That's what you like to do. Anyway, who's retiring? Well, not me. Not yet. But retirement is something that every man jack of us thinks about from time to time. Every woman jill of us, too, McGee. Well, go ahead now. There's more to retiring than just thinking about it. Uh Uh-huh. Retirement, that is really carefree retirement, has to be planned for. And the best way to start is with a prudential retirement income plan. And the best time to start is right now while you're earning money. With a prudential retirement income plan, you can be sure of a monthly income when you reach the age you want to retire at. And you'll get this regular income, money coming in every month for just as long as you live. Molly, did you want to say something? Yes, yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Folks, why don't you call your prudential agent? He'll tell you how you can see all your retirement dreams come true with a Prudential Retirement Income Plan. The doorbell rings at 79 Wistful Vista. Inside, a man says, I wonder who that is. Could be someone who wants to come in, shall we see? Let's. Good. Come in. Can you tell who it is, Molly? From here, it looks like a blue serge elephant. McGee. Hello, Doctor. Come in. Thanks, Molly. I thought I heard a jackass bray in here just now, but... Oh, it's your husband. Hello, Junior. Hi, Fats. Pull up a chair and park your big fat satchel. Yes, sit down. Thanks. I can't stay. i got to get over to the hospital. Stopped in with some news for you, McGee. Oh? Yep. I'm due to appear at the Southside Community Center in an hour for their annual beauty contest. Beauty contest? Yes, I... uh... Frankly, George, you haven't got a ghost of a chance. You're too ugly. Let me finish, will you? I've got this emergency hospital call to take care of, and I can't make it. You'd never make it anyhow. Beauty contest? <laughs> You'd be lucky to get a dishonorable mention. Oh, and... hush, McGee. Let the doctor finish. Go ahead, doctor. I am not supposed to be a contestant. Oh, I knew that. I was supposed to be one of the judges of the Southside Beauty Contest, and when I called the committee just now to tell them I couldn't, they asked me to get them a substitute. Oh, And for some odd reason, I told them I'd see if you could take my place. Who, me? Well. (laughs) A beauty contest, Judge? I don't know why I mentioned him, Molly. The name just sort of popped out. And you couldn't have made a better choice. But you, a judge of beauty? And why not? I picked you, didn't I? Oh. (laughs) Every now and then, the little man comes up with the right answer, doesn't he? He did that time, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how about it, Popeyes? You willing? Doctor? As the guy said when he walked in the police station with his hands up, I'm your man. Not mine, thank goodness, but the Southside Community Centers. You know how to get there? I do. Good. You drive, my dear. Save wear and tear on my eyes. Gotta save my eyes, you know. Here he goes. I hate to do this to the community center, but I gotta be on my way. You sure you want your wife along while you're judging those beauties, McGee? I sure do. 
I want to let everybody know I'm strictly impartial, and the fastest way to do that is to show them I already got a beauty of my own. Oh, McGee. <laughs> show them gals a high standard of pulter crude that they can't never hope to achieve themselves. Well, you do there at three o'clock, Sonny. You keep an eye on him, Molly. Good luck. <laughs> you bet I'll keep an eye on you. My husband judging bathing beauties. I don't know about this. Oh, they won't be bathing, Molly, not when we get there. They probably all bathed this morning. Oh, you mean they'll be in bathing suits? Yes, I suppose so. Yes, yeah, sure. Oh, this won't be any different from judging any other contest, kiddo. I've judged competition before. You have? Lots of times. Like you take the time I was named judge in the charge of judging fudge at the candy cooking contest in Peoria. I never heard about that. I never told you about when me and Peter Mudge got loaded on fudge at the county candy contest at the fair. You never did. Well, sit down, baby, and I will. Better hurry. You see, Peter Mudge was a small claims judge and the pudgiest judge in the county. He used to say Peter was the town's biggest eater, and boy, could Pete Mudge eat fudge. Him and me. Mm -hmm. The fudge contest was a grudge contest because everybody thinks their fudge is best, and the candy counter at the county fair was just one long chocolate nightmare. Lots of fudge, huh? Tons of it. We started in judging, me and Judge Mudge, and the fudge we judged tasted mostly like sludge, but me and old Pete kept eating. <laughs> I couldn't compete with Pete at eating, but when it came to judging, I could see Mudge was fudging because old Pudge Mudge didn't know good fudge from a platter of burnt panucci. <laughs> no gourmet, huh? No, just like to eat. He'd give me a nudge, grab a platter of fudge, and he wouldn't budge till the platter was flat, and while I found a drudgery trudging through the fudgery, my fellow fudge judge had himself a time. Ate it up, did he? Yep. And as each platter of fudge got flatter, the judge got fatter till he couldn't hardly budge. And I got so tired judging fudge and nudging mudge and trying to budge the fudgy fudge, I finally bought some peanut brittle and went on home and went to bed. <laughs> I don't care for it myself. Now run on upstairs and get dressed, Judge, and let's go to that beauty contest. <laughs> There's more fun with the McGee shortly. Whenever we think of the American Revolution, we think of the citizen soldier. It was he who won our independence. Well, citizen soldiers of a kind are needed today to preserve our independence. Our country urgently needs civilian plane spotters. Much as we hate to think about it, we face the possibility of a surprise enemy air attack at any time. Right now, the Soviet Air Force has more than a thousand long-range bombers capable of striking any part of the United States. If we are to survive an attack, we must have warning. To be sure, our radar network is in operation 24 hours a day, but radar has its limitations. We can't rely on radar alone to detect low-flying aircraft, enemy planes below 5,000 feet. The Air Force calls it the dangerous mile. Only civilian plane spotters can guard this dangerous mile, provide adequate warning. The Air Force needs you as a spotter in the Ground Observer Corps. Join now. Call Civil Defense. Better hurry, McGee. The contest will be over before we get there. Don't you worry, kiddo. They're not going to run off the beauty contest till old Judge Mudge or Judge McGee gets there. <laughs> How do I look, okay? Turn around. Let me get the soap off of your ear. Mm. There. You look fine. Now, come on. I'm coming. Oh, wait a second. What's the matter? I want to make sure this front door is locked. <laughs> For 20 years, you've been going back to make sure the front door was locked. Yes, sir, and this time it wasn't. Okay, 
I feel better now. Let's go. <laughs> it finally paid off. You must have had to shake that door 10,000 times to catch it unlocked once. Well, anyway, I'm glad. Hey, hello there, Mr. Ms. McGee. I'm glad to see you up and about. Hello, Lester. What you mean, up and about, Les? Well, uh, I saw Dr. Gamble come out of your house about 20 minutes ago, shaking his head like a wounded politician. <laughs> That's a fine description of old Doc, all right. Nobody's sick, though, Lester. Dr. Gamble drops in often. Why, well, I know he does, but today he looked so glum. That's on account of because he had to give up a very pleasant duty today, Les, and I got it. Judge of the Southside Beauty Contest. We're just on our way there now. Well, I will be jiggered. You're going to pick out bathing beauties, Mr. McGee? I, I bet that ought to be real interesting. Yeah. Me and Sally, we went to Atlantic City on our honeymoon, you know. And uh, what we did, we went to see one of those Miss America contests. Aw. I enjoyed it very much, but I don't know. It seemed like Sally didn't care much for it. Well, different people like different amusements, of course. I just took this job on, actually, to help Doc Gamble out. Yeah, sure you did. By golly, you must kind of know your stuff to handle a job like that, though. Gee, I, I didn't know he was living next door to an expert judge of bathing beauties. <laughs> Neither did I, Lester. Well, we'd better go, McGee. Uh, as soon as I tell Les my background, kiddo. You see, Les, I got my first experience with bathing beauties when I was in Washington working as a lifeguard for the District of Columbia Athletic Club. Here we go. You see, the club was located on the Potomac River, and the currents there got pretty rugged. So what I'd done was I built them a breakwater for their bathing beach, so the current of the river flowed so gently and serene that even the scaredest bathing beauty could actually go in the water. Imagine that. Yeah. That gave the District of Columbia A.C. the gentlest current on the whole river. And the place got so famous that when Thomas Edison came to Washington, D.C. to patent electricity, he named it after what I'd done at the District of Columbia Athletic Club. Named it after? Don't you understand? It's on account of me today that we got uh, D.C., A.C. current. Huh? Uh, well, come on, Molly, we're late. <laughs> Leave the car here. Let's hurry. Don't bother to lock it. We're late. Always making it by the skin of our teeth. Yeah. Good thing we got thick-skinned teeth, huh? Straighten your necktie. Hmm? Oh, how do I look? Okay. I want to look suave, you know. Kind of casual, but sophisticated. You think I ought to put on a kind of a bored expression on no, my face? No, just don't put a bored expression on anybody else's face, either. Open the door, will you? Oh, Oh, we're not very late. I hope they're not... Hey, hello, uh, are you Mr... McGee. I'm here to judge the contest. Yeah, yep. Dr. Gamble's replacement? Right. Oh, this way, sorry to rush you, but you're late. Oh, dear. Have you started already? No, but some of those babes are getting pretty temperamental. Temperamental? Well, they won't win any prizes that way. All I'm interested in is which one is the prettiest, and anybody starts stamping their feet at me gets disqualified. That's the way to talk. You betcha. You just take me in and show me where to sit, bud, and let them start strutting past. I'll look them over good, head to toe, and if I can't make up my mind, you send them back again. Oh, no, that shouldn't be necessary, McGee. Well, I hope not, really. These contests... Well, I'm going to judge this fair and square, Molly, and if they have to come past me 40 times, because it may be kind of tough to decide... Oh, here we are, right through here. What the... Dad rat, that dad rat of Doc Gamble, he didn't tell me it was a baby beauty contest. Of all the swimmers, that big backstabber... Pipe down. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. 
All of us encounter problems now and then in our everyday living. We wouldn't be human if we didn't. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, famous author of The Power of Positive Thinking, heard each weekday morning on NBC, discusses the problems sent him by his listeners. Letters come from all over the world. And as you listen, you find that these problems are very human and very real. Whether your problem is spiritual or personal or whether you have no problems at all, you'll enjoy these informal visits with a great man, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, heard each weekday morning on NBC Radio. Also on NBC Radio, you'll hear charming Mary Margaret McBride as she chats with you about things formal and informal, from pressing world events to hints on how to make your household tasks a bit easier. From time to time, Mary Margaret invites famous people to come and talk to her, and soon has them sounding like neighbors you've known for a long time. So be sure to hear Dr. Norman Vincent Peale and Mary Margaret McBride weekday mornings on NBC. afternoon. I could have got killed in that place, you know that? Oh, easily. No matter which one of those babies you selected, 99 other mothers would have swarmed all over you. I think you handled the situation perfectly. The only way I could handle it. Told them their babies were all so beautiful I couldn't make a choice, so they're going to have the contest next week and let Doc Gamble judge it. <laughs> Serves the doctor right. Yeah. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed, with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble and Robert Easton as left. The contest official was Herb Vigram. Well, tomorrow, Mr. McGee shoulders his civic responsibility when he's appointed to the Committee for Noise Abatement Week by the mayor. Don't miss it. And before we say goodnight... We'd all like to extend our hearty congratulations to station WFOR, Mississippi's oldest radio station in Hattiesburg, which celebrates its 30th anniversary tomorrow. Best wishes to Chuck Wright Jr. and his staff. Good night. Join the great Gildersleeve for more fun in Summerfield tonight on the NBC Radio Network.